Hello, my name is Christine Dison, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Modern Artist Project. Today, I'm with Joanne Parker, a Minneapolis-based singer-songwriter who believes in the power of music to uplift people during difficult times. Her album, Out of the Dark, was released in February 2021, which blends genres and builds upon the success of her debut album, Hard to Love. It was co-produced with Kevin Bow. The album features 11 diverse and roots connected songs. Despite production interrupt, oh, hang on, let me, can you, sorry, let me do, uh, hang on, sorry, my assistant had, I mean, do you want me to mention that in regards to the pandemic? It doesn't matter, whatever, whatever you want to do. No, 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 let me just, uh, let me, because I think she just uh, took this from your website. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's all right, because that's the last record. So that was the you don't have to talk too much about that one because that's the older one. Okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. That's all right. And let me just give me two seconds because if I don't sure. revise it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> yeah. No, I <laughs> okay, just two seconds. Okay, so right here. Um yeah, this is the old one. Okay, sorry, I'll have to do that again. Okay. That's all right. Hello, my name is Christine Dieson, and I'm the CEO and founder of the Modern Artist Project. Today, I'm with Joanne Parker, a Minneapolis-based singer-songwriter who believes in the power of music to uplift people during difficult times. Her album, Out of the Dark, was released in February 2021, which blends genres and builds upon the success of her debut album, Hard to Love. With her soulful voice and versatile musical style, Parker combines blues, rock, gospel, funk, pop, and rhythm and blues influences. Looking ahead, Parker is determined to overcome challenges and shares her message of healing and gratitude through her music. So I know you also have another album that has just been released. So thank you, uh, Joanne, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So I know I've I've talked about, you know, the things that you have done and currently do. So what led you uh, on this path and uh, to, you know, to produce music and, uh, you know, and to be able to share that with people? Well, I've been a musician my whole life since I can remember. I think I sang in church when I was two the first time. So I really don't remember not doing music. Um, started piano when I was four. It's just always been a part of my life. And I went to school for music. I went to college to be a band director. But I never really had a chance to be in a band or anything like that till about 10, going on 11 years ago. So I was 34 years old. And so, you know, I was a little bit older than most people are when they start their first band. <laughs> but as I got into starting to write and do that, you know, be creative and not just think covers, I realized that I that was what I really enjoyed doing. And I enjoyed connecting with people and um, sharing. The more I got into writing, the more I realized I like I enjoyed sharing my stories and trying to help people through the experiences that I had had. I just I just really I just really loved doing that. So. Here I am. No, and I think that's amazing. 
And also, too, you mentioned that you had started uh, your own band at 34. Could you tell mm -hmm. us a little bit more about what led you on that path? Well, that was a kind of a just a chance. I actually joined a band. I was singing in a contest, a singing contest, and I won. And at the end of the show, a guy came over to me and said, hey, my friend's starting a band. And I sang Aretha Franklin, so he heard me sing soul music, and he said, my friend's starting a band and they want to play that kind of music. Would be would you be interested? And so I, I said, well, let, I'll I'll talk to him. <laughs> and so and so I got in the band. And then after that, that's like I said, I was doing that for a little bit. And then I started writing. And then and now we end up here. No, that's amazing. And, you know, it's so funny because a lot of time people think, you know, the idea of when you start something, you know, um, especially if you're going to start your own band, your own projects, that typically we start those, you know, young. And mm -hmm. you know, when you think of when with what you've mentioned, you know, the idea of, you know, doing things that you're passionate about that you care about, you know, and what you sing about, could you could you tell us a little bit more about the different uh, songs and, you know, the writing style that you incorporate? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't really have a go to um, thing that I do. I mean, I, I answer this question a lot and people different people have different styles. Like, I'm not a prolific writer. I don't sit down and write all day long, you know, like Jackson Brown or something, you know, I sit at my desk and write. I just kind of write as it comes to me, as I'm inspired. A lot of my stuff has been personal. There's a lot of personal stories in it. Uh, and then some of it's just stories about people that I know or stories that I've heard, but it, it is in the, it just, it did start out in the blues genre. So it is a roots, a roots, I would say more roots than blues now at this point, but because it's in that genre, it is a very personal thing, right? Blues music is all about situations, stories, real life stuff. And so that's what I write about. It's all real life stuff. I don't, I don't really write about, I always say, I don't do ooh baby, baby, baby songs. I don't, I don't, I don't write those kind of songs, but all my songs are stories. Uh, and I, cause I, I, that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the lyrics. I like, connecting to the lyrics in a song. So I'm really all about the lyrics. So I usually just write when I'm inspired by something in my life, like on the new record, there's a song about being a mom, a stay at home mom and being annoyed with your children. Um, you know, just just stuff that if I, I figure if I can't connect to it, I don't know why anybody else would. So it's all all things that I know about and can write about easily. No, and I think it's amazing, you know, being able to connect that personal aspect of who you are. And I think it's really interesting that you mentioned, you know, the fact that the songs that you write are things that you can relate to and being mm -hmm. able to connect with that. And I, I, when I saw your performance, what I really enjoyed was the fact that when you sang the words that, you know, you were singing, you know, in your set, that you really believed in it. And that really came across to me as something really powerful because I know that there's some people who don't even write their own songs, like that mm -hmm. perform them. But the fact that you write and also perform your songs, I, I feel like there's that connection. Yeah. And even when I pick a cover, if I do a cover song, that is one thing I make sure that I can do, which is believe in the lyrics so I can connect to it, so I can sing it genuinely, because um, I love to just sing. I mean, singing is fun. I can sing anything and I enjoy it, but for me to deliver it, for, people are gonna pay a ticket to come watch me that I wanna give them that experience. I want to be able to 
to do what you just said, which is connect with it emotionally and then move them. I want people at the show to be moved. So if I, the only way I can do that is if I moved myself. <laughs> no, and I, and I think that's amazing, you know, because a lot of the time when we think about, you know, for example, the market, you know, the industry, you know, there's so much going on. It's so saturated, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, with so many things going on, you know, I feel like in a sense with what you've mentioned, you know, this idea of authenticity, relatability, you know, is so important for the audiences, because I know, at least on the classical side of things, uh, I've classically trained. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, it's a matter of being able to speak that language. And, mm -hmm. you know, what's great is that, you know, being able to to hear you talk about these things, what are, you know, what are things that are important for you, and how you want to connect with the audience. Now, one of the questions that I do have is, you know, when we think about, you know, the digital age, right? I mean, even the industry is continually changing as we, as we're even talking right now, you know, with, you know, mm -hmm. ways of connecting with people. Could you could you tell us your experiences about that in regards to, you know, you building your own audience? That is one of the things that actually people love the most is that I just share my real life. Um, I, when I was, uh, my kids, I homeschool my kids now, but before I was homeschooling my kids, I started a, a thing that I, when I was in the pickup line at school from my car and I would go live from the pickup line <laughs> and, and because there's always crazy stuff going on in the school pickup line and you're sitting there for at least half an hour. And so people would start tuning in and watching that. And that was years ago now, that was, you know, before 2020. Um, and they still tell me, oh, I love your, when you used to go live from the school pickup line. And it, so it, I think it's just simple things like that. Um, you know, there was, there was no pretense, there was no setup. It was just me in my car. And I think that that's what people really in this age uh, of, there's so much that can be fake, right? When you, even when you see it and you think it's real, it still might be fake <laughs> nowadays. So uh, I think people are craving what we're talking about. They're craving something real. They're craving something genuine. And so my fan base really knows me. And years ago now I got over having to have like an image of some sort or whatever. I just kind of gave up on that because I was stressing myself out trying to do that. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to let people in as much as I can with while still keeping some privacy to myself, uh, but let them in and, and be real with them. And people love that. And because I, I really do, I think they're craving that in this, in this digital age. No, definitely. And I think I, I can only imagine, you know, waiting in the pickup line and, you know, for your, <laughs> and you're just uh, looking at every other vehicle, like in the line <laughs> and you're just, <laughs> up and it would just be better people drive really badly in the pickup line they drive really badly <laughs> and also too, it's like you know it's like, i feel like sometimes you know i feel like logic kind of like exits you know a little bit because they're like all i want is to pick up my child and leave <laughs> <laughs> they're the only ones there no one else is around that seems like <laughs> exactly you know no, but those I feel like those things, you know, those small things, you know, really make a difference too. you know, uh, just for the fact that, you know, when we think about 
this image that we present to, you know, your audience or, you know, to the public, you know, they want to be able to say, oh, she's just like me or, oh, she, she goes through the same things that I do or, you know, mm -hmm. you know, having a sense of humor about it, you know, despite, you know, yep. the humanity of it all. Yep. Yep. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> No, but when when you think about, you know, the inspiration that you, you know, take and, you know, with having to, you know, share parts of that, uh, of, you know, to to your your uh, fans, but also being able to keep some parts to yourself. Do you ever uh, find ways that or struggle in regards to balancing that fine line? Yes, definitely. And that's why I have had to. Um kind of take a step back I was it, it can't overwhelm you it can definitely overwhelm you um and I also wanted to protect my kids right I didn't want to just have them everywhere all the time either because this the world is strange uh but it can it can overwhelm you especially when you are uh, busy with your life like I am you know not not just a musician I'm, I'm a mom I'm doing all these other things and and so it does take some balance and that's hard sometimes because I think that's another thing as we're talking about today's industry, the pressure is there to constantly be on, right? To constantly be promoting yourself, to constantly be pushing, 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 and you can burn yourself out if you do that. No, definitely. And I, I know for a fact that, you know, in a way I can relate too. you know, just because of the fact that, you know, when we think about social media or even we think about the algorithms or you know how to mm -hmm. how to market on a budget you know or not you know or even just market organically so you know you get the impressions and you know people are looking you know at our stuff or your stuff you know type of thing in regards to being able to expand and it's yeah i mean i could definitely see it I, how do you balance that you know, with all the different things that you do, especially, you know, with you mentioning uh, your duties as a mother for your for your kids. Um, I just had to stop worrying about it so much. Um, I think I got. As an independent artist, because you don't have a team, right? I don't have a team of people behind me doing all the things. Um, I think I got consumed with thinking I have to I have to do this in order to get people to come to the show. I have to post this many times. I have to do and I just had to kind of let that go <laughs> and just let go of that that almost OCD compulsion to constantly be doing it and be remember that I need to be present because I need to be good at these other things in order to be a good musician. I need to, and I need to get rest and I need to be mentally sane. <laughs> I have to do all these things in order to uh to write for example right like i mean i'm not going to be good at any of the other things unless i'm i'm balanced so i did actually just hire a social media person to help me uh with it because i am getting to the point where i can't handle all the stuff all the time so i had to had to farm that out a little bit at least just for you know show promotions and things like that so that that will help i think but um i think it just i think it's mostly just let's say letting just letting go a little bit and being okay and just saying it's going to happen right people are going to come see me they're not you don't need to be bombarded with social media posts every 15 minutes and because you're never going to beat it right you don't know when they switch the algorithm you don't know who are they watching reels today or are they what what are they looking at today i can't 
I can't figure that out. So I just do what I do and just trust that it's going to work out. No, definitely. And I think, you know, in a way, uh, sometimes, you know, as artists and independent artists too, you know, being able to really, you know, put one stuff out there, you know, um, you know, be it albums, be it, you know, um, shows, be it, you know, anything that is related to, you know, the creative industries, right? I mean, it's so important to be able to to be proactive. And I know, um, I don't know about you, but at least when I went to school, no one really emphasized this. They always said, oh, you just got to be good at what you do. And that's enough. Right. Your career will mm-hmm. Die and live in your lap, and you know you're going to be living happily ever after. I mean, yeah. Think about that to today. I mean, what what types of advice would you give to um, not just young professionals, but professionals in general who are really striving to to do this, to do their passion? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I just got off a phone call with my partner actually about what you know what we're doing with as next steps measurable goals for this next album that's coming out and for me and I I mean this I don't know how everybody else feels I mean I I am not a TikToker I'm not I can't you know I'm not I'm not going to get discovered anything on social media or anything like that I'm not going to get I'm not going to do the voice I'm not going to do American Idol I'm not going to I'm not in it for quick fame right I think almost every overnight sensation if you look back at their career they've been doing it for 10 years at least right it it, I think just hard work I think first of all you have to be happy you have to be happy with what you're doing you have to enjoy what you're doing if I stop enjoying what I'm doing and I'm miserable I might as well go work in in a cubicle somewhere and go back to the office because you know, it, it's pointless to me. So I, I'd say make sure that you're still enjoying yourself because that makes everything so much easier. All this hard work, because it's hard work. I mean, it's hard work. I'm on the road all the time. I can't eat healthy when I want to. I, I'm not, I'm sleeping in weird beds. I'm doing all this stuff. And then I come home and I have to vacuum my carpet. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, there's just, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of work. So you got to make sure that you're still enjoying it. So if, if you're not enjoying it, figure out what parts you're not enjoying and like I did find a social media manager or find you know find somebody you might have to pay somebody to take some of that off your plate but it it's worth your mental you know your sanity so make sure you're enjoying yourself um and and just go do the thing I mean that's my best advice is I tell people somebody just wrote to me a couple of weeks ago and she said she wanted to start she was switching the kind of music that she liked she wanted to play and she was going to look to go out and play. And she said, well, some people are telling me to record first and some people are telling me to play, go out and get gigs. And I said, just go play. That is said, just go do the thing. Uh, you know, because there's no, I don't think there's any right way. It's kind of like having kids. You're never ready to have kids, right? You just have kids. You just decide I'm going to have kids now. And then you figure it out. I think go do the things If you're, if you're an artist, just start putting your art out there because especially I think musicians, you know, I'm classically trained too. I went to college for for piano, and um, the only way you learn to do it and get more comfortable doing it, and really think if you want to do it, is by doing it. You know, you can sit at home and practice all day long, and you can do the things all right, but go out and just do it. Get some gigs, go play, 
and the other kind of stuff kind of follows and there's no magic there's no magic thing I don't think anymore I think you just got to do it no, and I think this is really great because of the fact that, you know, uh, a lot of time people have fear, you know, about just even doing it because of the fact mm -hmm. that I, I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes I felt like as I was growing up, you become more aware of, you know, how the world works. You, you see and observe other people and you think, okay, these people are judging me if I just do it. Maybe I'm going to be make myself look like a fool and mm -hmm. did you ever encountered that you know as you I mean as you started your own band and you know started putting out albums and things like that oh every time you sing a new song that you wrote in front of people it's really scary it's really scary because you think you really like it you think it's good and then you go out and if you think, well, what if people don't clap? What if they don't like it? What if, what if nobody, then it's records. What if nobody buys my records? What if uh, I, the reviewers hate it? Um, you know, so er, every time it never ends. I mean, I've got this new record out at the reviewers now and I'm, I'm still sitting here going, well, what if they don't like it? Then what? Then you did, you, you spent $20,000 making a record and, and hoping people are going to listen to it. And what if they don't? And so, you know, there's there's always that fear there but i i haven't so far like stopped me from doing anything and and i've struggled with anxiety in my life in the past and so i you know i have a tendency to want to go back to that paralyzing you know just not doing anything but that that was not beneficial for me either um you know that that wasn't healthy either so i've just learned that if i take the step sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but it's it's you learn from everything you do, whether it's everybody loves it or some people don't or whatever. If you take it as a learning experience, you always grow no matter what. And honestly, that's not true. If I think if you were always successful, you wouldn't grow. You grow from the things that are not always your successes. That's when you have to analyze and go, okay, what do I change? Do I want to keep doing it this way? You know, what's wrong? What, what's, what can I do different? That's when you get better. You know, it's another, it's a, I just told the guys the other night at a gig, I said, I, I always want to be the weakest musician on the stage because that's when I grow. That when I'm around other amazing people, that's when I get better. That's always when I've gotten better is when I've been the weakest link. And then I go, wait a minute, I've got to get better. I don't, I don't always want to be the teacher, you know, with people who are not as, not as good as me. I love being around people who I think are better than me and more skilled than me, because that's when I, that's when I learned they're, they're mentoring me. So yeah, I'm always scared though. I'm always scared. I just don't let it stop me. <laughs> and, and, you know, I feel like that's really, you know, that's really touching, you know, because a lot of the time, you know, you, I, I don't know if you've seen this photo, but you know, there's that iceberg, you know, it's like, everything's like submerged. Oh yeah. Underneath. Mm -hmm. And like the success is like that tip of the iceberg. That's like what the people yeah. Whereas like yeah. you know, the bottom part, they don't see the hours of writing, rehearsals, they don't see the arguments or, you know, the the different aspects of what it actually means to create, mm -hmm. you know, create art. And, you know, I, you know, in a lot of ways I can really relate, you know, because I, you know, with anxiety uh, and people so, sometimes don't realize that, you know, it, you know, to be a musician, you know, 
it's very, you know, very personal, right? Like we're, mm -hmm. it's not even just about like being able to play our instrument or to be able to sing our best songs. It's also about, you know, sharing who we are as people. And mm -hmm. I know for a fact with what you just mentioned, you know, the idea of being scared, I think it's courageous is you're actually, you know, and actually courage you know, a lot of time people think courage is something that is just, you know, you just do it like, you know, Superman, no problem. But that doesn't mean yeah. doesn't have the absence of fear, you know, right. so I really think um, I think it's courageous that, you know, the fact that you still feel this and then you just do it anyway, because I, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I can definitely relate. There's sometimes I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Yep. Yep. It's like jumping off that high dive, you know, you get out there and you either let the fear paralyze you or you go for it and you have the time of your life probably, right? You do the thing and then you get done and go, I can't believe I did it. And in the meantime, you inspire a whole bunch of other people. I mean, that's what I, that's why I tell my story, right? That I say, I used to have anxiety. I used to have panic attacks while I was on stage, while I was singing. And I've had so many people come say, and you still go do it? yeah I still go do it and I love it and I and, and when you get done you go I did that I just did that and so people are inspired by you every time you do because art is inspirational I think that's that's one thing too right like we forget or maybe art isn't held it's not held to that I don't know what I'm trying to say it's not I I struggle with a lot of people thinking like it's not a real job right it's not well you know why don't you get a real job um because they don't see all that stuff you do all the work you do i always say i don't get paid for the performance i get paid for all the other stuff i do that's what you're getting paid for you're not getting paid for that performance <laughs> but um but people also can't live without art it's that they they if we took it away there would be no color in the world and and so i think you know that's there too it's a it's a little bit of a struggle to get people to understand that what we're doing is actually work too so I don't know. I definitely agree with you. And there have been times, I don't know if this has happened to you, uh, but I was talking to a really good friend of mine. And, you know, when you're at dinner parties or if you're, you know, out and, you know, people find out that you sing or play clarinet or uh, do play piano, they're like, hey, can you belt out a tune for us? And yeah. I'm just like, I'm not a monkey, you know? But, <laughs> All right, I'd be more than happy to belt one out for you, but you know, uh, if you can, you know, come to my next show, which is on Thursday. Right. <laughs> I yeah, I have said that I'm not a monkey many times in my life. <laughs> I'm not a performing monkey. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing, and I think when I get depressed and anxious, which is and, and have a meltdown, which is approximately every three weeks or so, and go, I'm just gonna quit. I'm just gonna quit. I'm done with this. Um, that's kind of what I think. I think I'm just gonna go get a job in an office someplace, so so people respect me and think I'm doing <laughs> real work, you know. Um, but but then there's always the opposite too. There's always people who are so encouraging and write to you and say you know all the stories about how you've helped them through things and whatnot so there is a balance it's just when you when you get down you only think of those ones right you think like oh all the horrible things for 
<laughs> that happened. That's why you got to write down those good things too. You got to write down the good things and keep all the little notes that the kids give you and all the, you know, all the emails you get so you can go back and read them and remember. No, for sure. And it's, um, it's, and that's the thing, you know, uh, that was part actually, uh, with what you just brought up. I mean, that was the big reason why I created the modern artist project, you know, mm -hmm. the idea of, you know, actually, you know, encouraging people that, you know, the idea that you can have a sustainable career mm -hmm. in the creative industries, you know, um, whether you're a musician, you're a writer, you're a poet, whether, you know, you do visual arts or even, you know, cross-disciplinary things, you know, because it's exactly with what you said, you know, people don't view this as real. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, it's so real. Just imagine if the world was silent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And during COVID, we did have a lot of silence. <laughs> I think, you know, when, when performances were not able to happen and then people went, I think that really people went, oh, wow, this is, we don't like this very much, right? We don't, we don't like not being able to go out to a play or go see a movie or go watch a concert. Um, so, you know, it was kind of a wake up call for, for some people, I think, during that time when you couldn't do it. And uh, when we got back out, after that and we're doing live performances again people were very very happy so that was there were some there were some positives about, about that we kind of had to come back and go what's important what's important in life and, and art is definitely very important life would be pretty gray without it no i agree with you a hundred percent and i know you know it's just hearing you talk about all of these aspects or it's so inspiring to you know your journey of how you've overcome these things and you know the idea of you know of being resilient and having grit you know because you know our industry can be really cruel at times how have mm -hmm. you you know i'm just curious to know like how you overcame those you know things you know in regards to you know insecurities or you know things about you know because you know when at least for me you know we ha i have great months sometimes sometimes steady months sometimes not so great months but you know i always anticipate those uh coming so mm -hmm. is there any advice that you would you know be willing to share with us well i feel like being so god gave us gifts he gave everybody gifts that they have it's clear right some people are are great musicians but some people are great leaders my husband is a great organizer he's you know totally different than me he's a left brain person um and so one of the things i had to realize was that god gave me these gifts and they're here for me to be a good steward of and give them away so they're not i think i got hung up i get hung up on like me 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 all the time um and so I had to realize that I, I have a job, like this is my job to do. I have to practice and I have to take care of my voice and I have to write and I have to do all these things. But then giving it away is what, what you're really doing. And um, when I took the focus off of, off of that, off of me and like all the things I have to do and went, oh, I'm giving this gift away. This is an actual gift that I have. That, that helped me because now I know what my calling is. Now I know why I'm here. And I, so when you have the why, that helps you get through all those other things because you can always go back to, no, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm doing here and this is it. So all this other crap is gonna happen and we'll just take it as it comes and I can dismiss some of it and take some of it as 
constructive and whatever, but I still know who I am and why I'm here and what I'm doing. And when you have that, then you can, then you can work through all that other stuff. And, and being present too, you know, and I, and I feel like sometimes, you know, if we're not present and, you know, just kind of passively going through life, you know, in a way that we're just doing the things without that, you know, a present mm-hmm. you know, of just being able to engage. Uh, I, I mean, those are so, so important, especially if you want to be producing, you know, good things and sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. So it's for me, it's a job, right? It's, but it's not, it is a job, but it's not right. It's who you are. So that, that's, that also helps for me to remember as this is who I am. So you know, this is really great. I mean, when we think about, you know, that type of connection, you know, um, I know, uh, at least for me, I, I always, you know, I also write poetry. Um, I'm working on composition too, uh, just because those are the things that really interest me. Uh, and, you know, really, you know, uh, to connect with the idea of the singer songwriter, you know, and uh, being able to have that, you know, uh, ability to express oneself, you know, through the process of, you know, you writing, um, you know, about your different experiences and, and things like that in your, in your songs and in the music you share with people. What are things that inspire you to, you know, to share um, in your, in your music? Well, I think, again, just real things. So a lot of my early music was relationally based because I had not written about all the crappy relationships I had been in <laughs> when I was younger. And so I processed through a lot of those old things um, and, yeah, just real life, just real life problems, right? Happiness, sadness, um, frustration, depression, anxiety, joy. I mean, just just all just all real things that everybody goes through, and every that way, because then everybody relates to that because it's they're simple things that people can go, yeah, I I get that. I you know, a lot of times they don't even know what I'm singing about, but they can they hear it in their own way right in their own what in their own context and you know it's it's just really simple my writing is very simple there's no higher meaning to most of it I mean there's no you don't have to go hmm, I wonder it's not obtuse it's very like here it is this is what it's I'm saying it's very easy to understand and um yeah so just just real life real life stuff just right out there <laughs> No, and I and I think that's important, you know, to to know and because I know a lot of people who sometimes, you know, write songs that, you know, they put words together and they sound nice and, you know, they rhyme sometimes. <laughs> you know, I'm, mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure you've yeah. seen this, but yes. being able to make that connection because that connection makes such a big difference. Now, you know, with our audience today, or I don't know about uh you but at least you know classical music is always changing you know and you know sometimes with you know the fact that we have everything available on spotify itunes you know on the digital tip you know platforms that we listen to music i mean i listen to you know itunes and spotify how do you think you know does that affect our audiences, you know, like the actual physical presence of people, you know, at shows or, 
you know, or, or things like that, because if they know they can just, you know, go on the internet and just listen. It's hard. I don't really know if I have an answer to that at this point. It's all I can do is deliver something different than that. And it, and I do, right. If you come to see me live, it's a completely different experience. And you just have to take your time and build that. And it takes, it takes a long time. It takes a long time because it's mostly, again, independent people are dependent only on grassroots, right? My fans telling other people who tell other people and uh, cause the live experience is nothing like for me, I've gone to concerts where I go, well, I could have listened to this at home. I could have just put this on the Spotify. It would have been the same because it sounds exactly the same. It doesn't feel, it feels like I'm listening to a recording. There's nothing engaging me. So I feel like I could have just listened to the CD. What I want when I go to a live show is that something different, right? Something in put, put into the music that makes me go, Oh, whoa. Oh, that, that was, that was amazing. Um, and so, but again, if you're an independent person and you're not out doing a major tour with a, you know, with Taylor Swift or something like that, where people are just going to show up, you have to build that. You have to build that very organically and it just takes a long time. But if you offer something different and something moving, people will come. No, for sure. And, you know, uh, this idea of organic, you know, uh, building trust, you know, with, you know, with what you mentioned, a lot of time, you know, um, people engage, you know, the best reviews are the ones that are, you know, word of mouth, you know, people are saying, hey, this concert was really awesome, um, you should check her out. And then they're like, they'll think about it and be like, yeah, yeah, oh, I, I should probably go and be there, right? Um, mm -hmm. And the idea of being able to produce something, you know, different, because I know at least in the class, I can speak for classical music, we, you know, a lot of time people listen to the recording right and you know mm -hmm. we both know like the process you know it's not you know you take parts here a good parts mm -hmm. you know, outtakes you have the bloopers i don't know about you but mm -hmm. my reg engineer recorded my bloopers of me <laughs> later and i said whoa i said all of that right but <laughs> no but i mean but you know, the fact that you know how how can we you know demonstrate something that's different like that what a recording can't show i mean because i could definitely tell you like after i you know heard you live and i heard you on the recording and i was like yeah that was different mm -hmm. in a good way in a good way uh just because mm -hmm. of the fact that you know that you can't replace the physical presence of a human being you know in yeah their voice yeah 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 and yeah I don't know you, you just when I just always say when people know they know they don't even know what it is they just know and and I deliver that and so then they go whoa I don't even know what just happened but I'm gonna go get it again I mean it's like every time uh I like I do a Patsy Klein tribute as well and so a lot of people who would not come see my original band Come to see the Patsy Klein show because they're older, right? They're in their 80s, a lot of them, and 90s even sometimes, and uh, they come to hear that that music. But then they, a lot of times, cross over and come to the other show. 
they don't even know if they're going to like it, but they show up and vice versa. If they accidentally happen upon a Joanne Parker show and then they go, they go, oh, you do a Patsy Klein trivia. Well, I'm going, I'm going to go to that. They don't even, sometimes they don't even like Patsy Klein, but they go because I'm singing it. So that's, that's what you have to create. You have to get people, if they hear you and you're delivering that, they're going to come back. And they, like I said, they don't even know. They just, they just know they want to come back. <laughs> you know what I say to people who don't like Patsy Cline? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you don't have a soul. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I can't say that, but I, to them, you know, to their faces, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it because I'm not the one singing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, no, this is good. I mean, I mean, like, you know, when we think about those things, those differences, you know, it's, it's really interesting to reflect on those, you know, and, you know, when we think about the change of, you know, social media, the, you know, the internet, you know, how that's like shaped the industry too. Now, mm -hmm. now, if there was anything about the industry that you would change, you know, the, the industry as it is today, what would, it, what would it be in regards to, you know, the pros and the cons of, you know, of what we, you know, experience? Well, pros are that everybody can do it, right? You can have a studio in your basement. You can make a record these days. If you've got the equipment, everybody has access to it. So there's lots of people who are able to get out there. You can, I mean, everybody, you can distribute your stuff. You decide you want to put a single out, go ahead, record it, distribute it. Everything is do it yourself. That's great. I love the do it yourself. Um, Cause I probably wouldn't have done it if I would have had to wait for, for some access to that. And then on the other side of that, it's completely a bunch of gatekeepers uh, to the, to the upper echelons, you know, I mean, in, in my genre, where I've been operating in blues, um, it's gatekept. It's, it's really hard to get past a certain place. And, um, you know, we were just talking about this the other day. It's like, you can get to a certain level of like club, even for example, right. You can play a 300 seat club. And then where is there to go after that? Well, I don't know. There's not a lot in between. It's kind of like there and then the Excel center. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's hard to make that jump. There's a lot of people operating in this, a lot of great bands, a lot of great musicians operating in this lower level they're doing it touring on their own doing all their own stuff the diy model right you can do it go do it book your own shows do the whole thing but to that next level that jump is really hard because agencies don't exist like they used to there's not a lot of booking agencies out there anymore um there used to be tons there's not you can't just drop your record off at a radio station anymore you know, you used to be able to go, go to a local radio station and have them play your record. Well, they're all owned by Clear Channel. You know, you can't you can't do that anymore. So a lot of those things are gone. And so that access to that next level up has become very small. Yeah. And, you know, and it's it's so crazy because a lot of time, you know, when we think about how the industry has changed because you, you hear you know the stories you know of you know elvis you know how did he get his you know big break and or mm -hmm. you know, different different artists who have who have gotten those breaks were you know was 
you know, bringing you a record, you know, then the kids starting to get crazy about it and then people wanting to buy it. And, you know, the fact that we had like these physical things that we could listen to, but now, um, you know, we could listen to everything on our phone, on our laptop. We, we don't even have to go to the record store. I mean, they do exist, you know, and I, I love, you know, even just, you know, vinyl records. I, I don't know if you've got tons of those, but like, you know, even just listening to the quality of a vinyl record, you know, just mm-hmm. it's not the fact that it's not perfect, that it doesn't sound mm-hmm. like, you know, but the fact that, you, you you know, it has that extra je ne sais quoi, you know, like in regards to, you know, yep. hearing, hearing. The yep. So yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how you feel, but I kind of feel like it's kind of, it's got to come back around at some point because people are going to get desperate again i think i think they're getting there that's why we talked about the beginning of our conversation is that genuine that you know somebody they want something genuine and mistakes are human and actually you talk about not not sounding perfect that's part of the live experience i mean i screw up i forgot my lyrics the other day i was like i swear i wrote this song i can't remember it right now but people that puts people there with you and they go, oh, she makes mistakes too. Oh, good. Okay, good. Uh, and they 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 like that. They they actually don't want you to do everything exactly like the record because that, you know, they, they see you as one of one of them then too. And so I think it's gotta come back around in some way. The actually my guitar player and I were talking, he said, I know there's gotta be some really good uh new like soul music out there, but I don't even know how to find it. It is true. You, where are you going to go? You go on Spotify, you look at, where do you start? Where do you start? It's just a sea, <laughs> a sea of, of all of this music. And I know you don't even know where to look anymore because radio only plays the same things over and over again. You know, like you were to your point back then you would hear a new song when a new song came, who is that? Oh my gosh. Wow. You hear all those songs where, you know, or those stories about people who somebody gave somebody a DJ a record of somebody's and they put it on and it caused a, you know, Oh, who is that? Wow. You know, and uh, there's just, there isn't that anymore that there is so much hype around. If there's anything new, you know about it for six months beforehand, you know, Oh, Taylor Swift's got a new work coming out. And you're not, you know, it's not a surprise anymore. It's not, it's not really new. And I, I'm hoping it's gonna eventually, cause I feel like everything goes in a, circle right like 90s clothes are back in i should have kept all my clothes see i mean (laughs) goes goes around comes around (laughs) no i actually noticed that i i think i was uh i was at target and i said wait (laughs) (laughs) i know you know i and, and then i'm like man did i did i get put into a time machine and left the keys you know type of thing yeah no for sure (laughs) now you know the thing is now i want to ask you joanne like in regards to like the process right in regards to everything you know like i mean you've learned everything pretty much on your own you know like just by just doing it and i feel like in a sense that that's that type of entrepreneurial spirit you know that you know that we have you know as artists because we want to it's not just about the art you know because sometimes like people are like treat it as this type of like holistic thing you know like 
you know, and accepting money for it is like this type of like, oh, you know, like, type, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, oh, this is so, you know, like to market this, you know, and a lot of time people say, oh, the M word, right? Marketing, mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> not the other one. Yeah. Um, that, that, you know, that uh, we sometimes forget that we can't, we, yes, we can produce beautiful things and we can keep them to ourselves. But if we don't share it with people, then no one will know it exists. Mm -hmm. yep. So, so yep. in regards to that, I wanted to ask, like, how the journey that you went through in regards to, like, you know, building, you know, your band, your records, your music, your, your voice what would you advise like professionals or even people who or amateurs or people who just really want to do it you know to make it a little bit easier you know in regards to you know that process because it's it's a lot of work hmm. yeah i don't know if it's easy i think one thing that i always have had is a vision for what i wanted things where i wanted to go so I never started out thinking, oh, I'm only at this level, so I can have a kind of crappy website because I don't really have any shows yet. So who cares? I never did that. I had an amazing website, always professional pictures done that I, I always presented uh, the image of where I wanted to be instead of where I was. Uh, and that is going to help you because then you don't look like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, right? I have no idea. I'm just getting started. So have you got to have a vision. You have to have a goal and you got to know what it is. And people always talk, they talk about goals, right? But you do, you have to have some, where do you want to be? Where do you want to go? You have to sit down and figure that out if you're serious. There's a lot of people who are just weekend warriors and they don't care, right? They just get what they get and they don't have a fit and it's fine. But if you really want to make a career and have it be, at last, you have to know where you're going. And sometimes that changes, right? Like I've changed over the first five years, I changed a lot, I realized what I did not want to do. <laughs> and so that that changed. And that's okay, change is good. You know, you're growing, right? Your model is like, well, we make it to a plateau. And then you change the change causes another bump, right? You're going to go up. Um, so it's important to recognize when you need to change, because you don't want to start going down down the other side of that arc. So vision is really important. Um, you might not know how to get there where you wanna go, but you have to start. You'll never find out unless you just get out there and start. I think everybody's path is different depending on how much they wanna play, for example, right? Like, do you want to play a lot? Do you not wanna play a lot? Um, I like playing a lot and I have, so I invented different ways for me to be able to do that. I have a duo, I have the Patsy Klein show, uh, I have, the regular band I do a gospel show so that all those things I enjoy doing I'm not doing them just to do them I want to make sure that I enjoy doing them and they're pat it's a passion of mine to do all those shows but it's part of my vision it brings people into the Joanne Parker family and they get the same they get the same vision right they I'm communicating the same thing which is authenticity right that authenticity and performance they get that they get they get moved emotionally they get you know so they're getting me and all of those things but know who you, you got to know who you are and where you're going to do to be able to do that so i think i think that's really important the rest of it i don't know you know it kind of depends on the person what they want to do
but I think that that really sets you up for success if you can do that right away at the beginning. No, for sure. And, you know, um, I know there's a lot of different tutorials online too, in regards to like, how do you publish a book or how do you do X, Y, Z? And, you know, and I think a lot of the things that I've noticed, at least with young people, is that they struggle a lot with those insecurities, you know, it, with what mm -hmm. you mentioned, you, know, you got to build a website, you, you manifest, you know, the image, the idea of what you're wanting, but then, you know, not really, uh, you know, th but still you're entitled to have the thoughts of where you are presently, you know, um, mm -hmm. and like a lot of young people struggle with that uh, in the sense that they feel like, oh, I'm in college, um, you know, I'm still learning how to do my job, you know, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's like writing or things like that. It's like if you're a poet, then record your poems, uh, record one, one or two poems that you feel are your best or, you know, with what you mentioned, you know, just doing it, re recording songs, you know, they may not be you know, if you're not rich or have like the best equipment, you could do it on your phone, you know, um, at least, in yep. that, you know, we're still getting things out there to people. Yep. Yep. That's what I meant by before. Just do it. Just whatever you can do, just do it because nobody knows everything right away. I don't know anything. I, you know, I had no idea what I was doing. Going out and do, I mean, I learned to guitar basically on the stage with the band. I never played guitar. I started going to blues jams and I learned how to play guitar and then just went, okay, I'm going to start playing guitar in the shows. And I just learned that way. And so, you know, there was a major chance of falling flat on my face all the time, but uh, it was what I could do. It was with the time I had. That's what I'm saying. Everybody's, everybody's journey is different, right? I didn't have, I was raising two little kids. I didn't have time to sit and practice eight hours a day. So I did what I could and then I took it out and played. And so yeah, that was, that was good for me. So you just, whatever it is for you, just, just start doing it. You know, that's it, the only way you're going to ever do anything is just by starting. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I think, you know, I think this is really wonderful advice uh, for our listeners. And I think, you know, I think we're going to leave it off uh, here. So Joanne, thank you for joining us today and for sharing your experience and thoughts with us. Uh, we look forward to continue seeing the amazing things that you do for our community. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for supporting this show by listening and sharing with your friends. If you liked this podcast, please rate and write a review of how this show has helped you. This will help us be able to increase our visibility nationally and in being able to make an impact on the profession. If you would like to hear more about any specific topics, please email us at info at themodernartistproject.com. I would love to help support your community in all artistic disciplines. Thank you.